What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, December 5th edition, brought to you by Fresh Clean Teas. Head over and check out our friends at freshcleanteas.com. As I've told you before, style is constantly evolving, but one thing that never goes out of style is a fresh, well-fit t-shirt. Fresh Clean Teas is a super flexible service allowing you to change sizes, skip shipments, or pick between subscription and one-time shops. Premium t-shirts without the premium price. As one customer said, he's the Indiana Jones of t-shirts and fresh clean teaser is holy grail. I can tell you guys I have several of them. I love it. And uh, they're damn flattering too, mind you. Head over to freshcleantees.com. Save 20% with the code FIGHTFUL or else you will have to dress like my co-host Alex Pawlowski is. <laughs> Alex, how are you? I'm good. It is the uh, second podcast of the December to Remember, uh, first annual December to Remember. Uh, and uh, we'll have a couple more, uh, another one next week. And I'm uh, looking forward to it. I went with the uh, cardigan style tonight. Uh, let's see. <laughs> right there. And uh, ready to, uh, to stay festive. <laughs> And of course, uh, we are joined by Trina tonight. Trina, how are you? Hi, guys. I do not have an ugly Christmas sweater on, or maybe, according to Alex, just a Christmas sweater. So who knows? No such thing as ugly. <laughs> guys, head over to Fightful.com. On our podcast page, use hashtag AskFightful to ask questions. You can also register there absolutely free. You get our early access to podcasts like the Matt Riddle Show, to our forums, which are growing and growing to uh, exclusive financial analysis from Brandon Howard, to our pro series featuring names like Jason Kincaid, Deanna Perrazzo, EC3, Matt Riddle, people like that. Uh, head over, register for Fightful.com. It's absolutely free. Also, vote for myself, Brandon Howard, Fightful, and Jeff Hawkins in the Sheedy Awards. There are links all over the site to do that. Please support us. It'd be kind of cool if we could say the award-winning Fightful.com. So, uh do us a solid, head over there, take a few minutes out of your day, vote for us there. Tonight, Alex, you covered the show. I want to know your thoughts on the program as a whole after we had a couple of pretty enjoyable Raws back-to-back. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, aside from the psychosexual thriller that took up most of it. Which oh, come we'll on. Uh, I don't, uh, that, I mean, I don't know what my actual thoughts on that are. Uh, but uh, he literally some, got what what you would want to happen if you were as pissed off about it as you were. Well, listen, okay. Now, I think that Enzo should have gotten the comeuppance. That might have been a bit much, but I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to it. There were some good matches today, uh, uh, tonight. Does the Owens Sami Zayn match are they even capable at this point of having a bad match? Uh, they're. They were great. Uh, the Rollins Jericho, uh, the Rollins Jericho was well, a Rollins Big Show fiasco, and the uh, the Rowan the Roman, excuse me, and uh, Jericho match. Um, the final heartbreaking dissolution of Jericho. It looks like that's really over now, and you know how can we go on? Trina, your thoughts on on the Raw show as a whole. Uh, um, so I did, I did see that as like a psychosexual, I mean, I actually even, I even tweeted that it was almost a snuff film at this point. Um, and then then maybe a snuff film for Enzo. Yeah. Well, and then you, you add Charlotte, you know, the footage of Charlotte and her dad from so many months ago. And, um, it was a pretty disturbing raw to me. Um, you know, and then obviously KO and, and Jericho broke up. So, I mean, all of it was, I'm a little unsettled right now on air with you guys. It was really I think disturbing. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that segment as we get get to it. Seth Rollins comes out. He of all weeks immediately just thing that happened months ago when Triple H cost me the title. I'm ready to call him out now. What? He says that he can't have Triple H until he wins the title from Kevin Owens. And as Alex, as you wrote, his logic is suspect. Uh, hell yeah, it is. Uh, and he can't do that until he gets rid of Chris Jericho once and for all. Kevin Music hits. He comes down to the top of the ramp. They argue about whether or not Owens and Jericho are actually friends. Rollins challenges Owens to a title match tonight. Owens says he already has a match against Sami Zayn, but thanks to Stephanie, 
Jericho has a U.S. title match against Roman Reigns, and Rollins has a match against. We are seeing for the first time since the brand split. He was one of the actual picks, and this is the first time he's showing up. Mind you, Alex, the big show's in damn good shape. Yeah, he's, uh, he says he's under 400 pounds for the first time since, like, 1995. So, uh, so he's gotten himself down to a downright svelte uh, state. And uh, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Big Show. The fact that he hasn't been on, on, on TV at all since, uh, since the brand split. Uh, I, I'd like to see what they're planning with him. They already, I mean, I don't remember if he was heel or face before the brand split, but he was healed to start tonight, and by the end of the match, he was face again. So I don't know if that counts as two uh, turns or just one. Uh, but, I mean, I, I liked his whole thing of, you know, you're not allowed to talk to me that way, Kevin Owens, so I'm going to choke slam you and leave you to uh, get pedigree. I mean, uh, show is kind of a – he's his own being, and you never can tell what he's going to get up to. So I'm interested. I like the idea of Big Show being essentially an assassin, but one that doesn't take shit from anybody. I'd be cool with that. Uh, Trina, your, your thoughts on a Big Show return? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of brilliant to have him come uh, come in as like maybe a heel and then leave sort of a face. I think it was funny because whenever he comes out, like people people make jokes about whether he's going to be heel or face. So I think the writers did the right thing, having it be ambiguous at the end. Um, and I think it was interesting to, to put that in the beginning of the show because we didn't get any Braun Strowman. And so I think he filled the gap tonight for the unstoppable, immovable force. Uh, and so maybe they might run into each other. I'm really interested in the possibility of that. So uh, they, they had a match. Alex, uh, Seth Rollins wins, but uh, show then like offered up Owens to Rollins and walked out and took the count out. That, that's how the match ended, rather. Uh, Rollins pedigrees Owens after a, a choke slam. Did I mean the the Big Show thing? It's it's got to be like a rib, right? The <laughs> the the turn and the, as soon I mean, as he comes back. Yeah, I mean you would think uh, when when uh, when Owens says. You know, uh, I got Stephanie to put you in a match tonight, and here's who it's going to be against. I was like, please be Braun. Please be Braun. Please be Braun. <laughs> I wanted that so bad. I wanted to roar. I wanted that to be the thing, but I'll take Big Show. Uh, but, yeah, I, I miss Braun tonight. He's my favorite part of Raw every week, and maybe that's why I'm kind of noncommittal on saying this was a great episode of Raw, because I just missed Braun so much. I love the guy. Yeah, I miss him. I do miss him. I, I didn't realize he wasn't on this show until the show ended, and I was like, wait, wait a second. This was missing something. What was it missing? It's missing Braun Strowman. Guys, leave a thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to us on YouTube if this is your first time at checking us out. Please. Also, we're available on iTunes now. I still have people asking me that. When are you guys going to be on iTunes? We're on iTunes now. We have been for a freaking month. Okay, I'll, Trina, I'll ask you this. By the end of the year, Big Show, Babyface, or Heel? Uh, tweener. I mean, everybody's a tweener ah. at this point, you know? I mean, yeah. even Seth Rollins, when he came out tonight, you know, when he starts that, he starts his, his demo with, or his promo with, hey, guys, I'm like, ooh, I don't like that already. This is already a little weird for me. I like my heel, Seth. Um, and so I think, you know, Seth right now is even a tweener. So I think that's, that's what the year's been about. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go with Big Show because he's, he's such a staple at this point that it doesn't matter if he's a heel or a face. He's just going to go out there and get whatever needs to be done. So anytime, you know, somebody needs to, to fill that role, you know, Big Show's going to do it. doesn't matter if he's a heel or a face. Um, Jack Gallagher and Arya Davari, and the real highlight of this was Alex Pawlowski's coverage that says, shorter, and without that, tie you in a knot and kick you in the butthole spot he does. Yeah. It was the same match they had. Uh, I, I, I wish I could just present Tuesday. that to someone completely out of context. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it was the same match they had last Tuesday on 205 Live, uh, except for without that spot, which which instantly gets him over with any crowd. So 
I don't know why you would want to use that in his first match on Raw. Why would we, why would we want him to get over? That doesn't make a lot of sense. But um, he did get over in spite of that because he's great, because he's totally different than anybody else. Um, and then at the end of the match, after he won with a corner drop kick, uh, Davari attacked the knee kind of viciously, hit him a, couple, a few times in the knee. So I guess we're getting a cruiserweight feud that isn't for the title for the first time. Cool. On Raw, which is fine. I just wish it was a video between... package before and introduced this to Jack Gallagher as well. Right, exactly. Those video packages are only at this point like four months late, but um, but I'm glad they're using them eventually because um, they're going to help. Uh, they could have helped a while ago, but um, I, I love Jack Gallagher and uh, I want to see him on my TV all the time. Trina, what do you think of the corner dropkick as a finish? Ooh, it's beautiful. I mean, I love I love everything about Jack Gallagher. And then I tweeted, I was like, if you, you know, if you don't love him now, and this is perfect for for any fightful listeners out there, he does MMA. Um, he had an MMA fight right before he he entered the cruiserweight classic. I mean, this guy is amazing. He Crazy. shows up to training in a three-piece suit and then changes out at the gym. <laughs> That's how I got the nickname Gentleman. I think that's fantastic. He lives the gimmick. I really like that. Uh, also, uh, Trina, what do you think of Davari's shenanigans after the match? I liked it. No, I totally I, I agree with Alex. I, I would love, um, let's get more rivalries going here, more storylines, more beefs. Uh, we need to get people interested in the Cruiserweight Classic. Or, or the cruiserweights. I mean, I think that's everybody's complaint the last two weeks um, is that the crowd's just been dead for them the whole time. Uh, so, I mean, if we can get something a little interesting going here, and, and I think Gallagher's is he's got that it factor. So, I mean, really, whoever he was going to feud with, um, I think it was going to be interesting anyway. So, this is fantastic. Let's start this and let's get something going here. You know, beginning of the year. Yeah, I'm cool I, with a secondary feud here, and and build each guy here. Yeah. I do wish it wasn't Davari that he was having the feud with because that just is, is too much danger of him just being, I am the foreign guy who comes mm. from a foreign land and I hate all of you because you are American pigs. <laughs> and that's, that's not interesting to me. It's too by rote. I wish he, he had a, I wish that, you know, maybe he was feuding with a, with a heel Gulak or a heel Tony Nese. Um, plus he, plus he's from Plymouth, Minnesota, so there's that. That's right, Exactly. But uh, but he did he did uh, do a, a a video before two hundred five live where he talked about how you are all so stupid, and it's just like okay well you're from Minneapolis dude, you know, like it, I don't know yeah whatever. <laughs> so Kevin Owens runs into Mick Foley in the back. Mick Foley says, "Tough titty," says the kitty. You're still wrestling tonight, even though the, you got beat down. Uh, he also runs into Jericho. And Owens tries to explain to Jericho all the kind things that he did for him. Jericho doesn't care, says they're not good. Then we get Enzo and Cass watching Rusev and Lana arguing. Enzo steps in as Rusev is running down Lana. She takes off her wedding ring and throws it on the ground. And, uh, it, okay, if I were Lana and that were my ring, I would have taken it off, put it in my pocket. Perhaps to the pawn shop later that night. Definitely not throwing it on the ground. Looks like a hell of a rock. Uh, <laughs> as, as you said, uh, Rusev leaves. Enzo tells Big Cass to scram. And in fact, he said, I'll be home later. Warm up a plate for me. Yes. I think. Uh, yeah. Lana and Enzo are still talking. Lana says that she needs someone to show Rusev that a, another man will appreciate her. He invites her, he, or she invites Enzo to, his, to her hotel room. Later on, we see... Uh, Enzo trying to get an Uber. Uh, by the way, Uber is banned in Austin. <laughs> Just so he knows. I mean, they, they were chanting, like, I think there were shouts of there's no Uber or something like that from the crowd. But, yeah, Uber is legit banned from Austin, so I don't know what he thought. But either way, he saw Ric Flair. There's a little exchange there. Ric Flair offers him the limo. Later on, Enzo is in the hotel. He sees Lana at the door and says, this is a bad idea. Meanwhile... Cast was scheduled to face Rusev. He realizes the gig is up. He grabs the phone from ringside, dials the number. Enzo sees it. He goes, I don't know the number. Not answering it. Future problem. 
of course, Rusev is waiting inside and beats the hell out of him. I cannot wait to hear you two talk about this. <laughs> Alex, you first. Okay. Uh, you're forgetting some very vital details, which is I'm which sure is I am. Um, I'm sure I am. Rusev puts hands on Cass and says, I'm going to go get Mick Foley to make a, ma- a match between us. So yes. Rusev very slyly makes sure Big Cast is going to be busy while this whole thing goes down. Like it's yes. a really, really, you know, dedicated plan. Um, and then when Enzo gets to the door, he's starting to have second thoughts. Maybe I don't want to have sex with this married woman. Maybe she's a little nuts. Maybe I shouldn't be a part of this. You know, if Rusev finds out, he's going to kill me. I'm going to leave now. But she keeps insisting that he stay. She tries to seduce him in all kinds of crazy, like, you know, what a 14-year-old thinks seduction is kind of way. Uh, and then and then she finally just says, take off your pants. And, you know, he says, well, I'll take them off for a second, but then I got to go. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> want to be there. So you're making me feel like this guy might be able to be redeemed. And then you beat the, the crap out of him. Like, that was the whole thing. Like, he, the, the gray area of like, no, 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 I don't want to be here. I really, I really got to go. And then, uh, then Rusev comes in and destroys him. Only after there's a, there's a glimmer of hope that Enzo might be a decent guy somewhere underneath the facade of, of calling women, you know, turkeys to be stuffed. Somewhere underneath all of that bravado, there might be a decent guy in there. And then you break a lamp over him. And then you hit him in the back of the head with a vase. And then you drag him out into the hallway and leave him there like old room service food. It was just, I don't know how to feel about it because I want Enzo to get his comeuppance. I like it. Like that? You know? He did get his comeuppance. But it might have been too much. You know, let the punishment not fit the crime at that point. Once a guy. Not everybody. even real pieces of shit aren't pieces of shit all the time. Well, some of them are. But, I mean, you know, you got the angel on your shoulder. You got the devil on your shoulder. Listen, I was, I was so ready for, for, for him to show up at the hotel and open the door and there would be Rusev. And he gets pulled into the hotel room and we hear things being broken and, and him being beat up, but we never saw it. I felt like I watched him be murdered and that was just too much. You know what I mean? Like that, I mean, I know it was sugar glass and it didn't actually, it wasn't actually real, but it looked like he just beat him to death in the back of the head with a vase. And I didn't want to need to see that, you know? Like there are some things that are best left to the imagination. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was great. I thought it was good. Maybe they listened to you, Alex. Maybe they listened to you and realized that Enzo Amore looked like a complete piece of shit with the way he acted. And this entire thing was used to redeem him. I, I, I think they may have overcorrected. That's, what, that's all I'm saying, is that they swung back the opposite way too far. But Also, I like I liked the use of backstage and, and segments not even in the arena. Trina, I want to know your thoughts on this whole ordeal. Ooh, okay, so you know we brought this up last week. It really feels like Attitude Era again. I feel like this is exactly a storyline that The Rock would get pulled into. We'd follow him all through Raw for three hours, getting into these shenanigans. Um, and I even tweeted, I was like, this feels like they gave our, our old friend, Mr. Russo, the reins back. Because everything about it, the way it was shot, the way it was like, everything about the whole segment felt like a Russo Raw pretty much because everything was a, was a tight shot. And I think that's what made it even more uncomfortable was that the cameraman was right on top of them. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like he was in the back in the, in the corner, just sort of surveying the, the scene. He was right on top when they were, when they were like beating each other up. It was really, really, that's what it made it uncomfortable for me. And, and I agree with Alex actually, because um, you know, obviously we don't, we don't want to cheer on guys who are going to, you know, sleep with married women. But when he walked into the room and he started saying, this is, this is wrong and I don't want to do this or I want to leave. Like that's where, that's where my, my SJW little trigger went off. And I was like, okay, I don't care if you're a piece of shit. If you say no and you want to be out of a situation, you should be allowed to get out of a situation. So then that's where I was like, I already started getting uncomfortable. And then Rusev showed up and he was naked. And I had this like weird like Borat slash Eastern Promises, like fight in the bathroom scene in my head. It was just, there was a whole lot of stuff going on. I felt really bad about it. I felt really weird about it. And I was just like, 
just gave me the creeps a little bit, the whole thing. <laughs> that was a pretty damn good summary. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what else to add to that. I, yeah, I like that yeah. they're doing this. They're following people. I remember like they used to – they followed Mark Henry to a strip club one time, mm-hmm. APA to bars all the time, uh, Edge and Christian to pubs. Like I like that. Take it out of the arena a little bit. You don't have to have everybody in the ring. In fact, sometimes you get people over a hell of a lot more by not having them wrestle, but keeping them active on TV. When Stone Cold Steve Austin was hurt uh, after after the neck injury, he got over big time by not even wrestling, just stunning the hell out of people and doing cool stuff. Somebody says, triggered Alex equals best Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it that way, but hey, I mean, yeah, yeah. I like I like the varying opinions. I don't want all of us to think the same way or talk the same way or like the same stuff. I don't want that. What fun is that? Uh, I know it was fun. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Man, was was their last match really four months ago, Alex? I mean, was there was Battleground, right? Like four. Jeez, it, I was. Can't believe like that. That was, it seems, that was the whole thing. Like like, a couple months ago, that was well. I mean, that I remember that match was being built up as this is the last time these two guys are going to fight. Uh, they may have had another match along the way on Raw, but how how then how meaningless is the, is the last match thing? If if you know, sometime in the intervening four months, you have two more matches. So uh, yeah, I mean, but I'm never going to complain about seeing these guys wrestle each other because they're great together. They're, they're so good. They tell such great stories in the ring. Uh, you know, like the, the ebb and flow of who's in control for however long of a sequence it is. And it's just the near falls are great. They, I'm with you, though, Sean. At some point, Sammy has to pin somebody with that blue thunder bomb. Because I want to see. That's the thing. A couple weeks ago, when when we were upset about the Goldberg Lesnar thing, I had I can't count how many people saying this is going to usher in an era of unpredictability, and we've not seen that yet. Yeah. Now, granted, a couple of the predictable things outside of the ring, I've been cool with because, like I said, I don't mind if it's predictable if it's good. But we've not seen that unpredictability in the ring yet, and I've got I've, I take issue with that. I mean. I watched UFC a couple nights ago, and a lot of people drew that. Remember when a lot of people drew that comparison to MMA that night? They're like, well, fights in that way. I watched Mighty Mouse Johnson lose the first round to a guy who got kicked out of the UFC last year for, for losing too many fights in a row. But Sami Zayn can't win with a damn Blue Thunder powerbomb. No, because it's, it. it's not his finisher, Sean. You can only win with your finisher. Occasionally, you might have a finisher that gets a pinfall and a finisher that's a, uh, a submission. Like AJ has a couple of different pinfall sub, uh, finishers, and he's got the calf crusher. But you it can only have, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing. Is I, I really feel like uh, he's got to win with that eventually, or else people are going to stop doing that great one, two, oh. That, that's how everyone gets up for that near fall. And eventually they're just going to stop believing in it because, you know, boy, you cried wolf. Somebody says there were three other Alex Pawlowski's. Don't be a fool. There were two. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Roman Reigns backstage. He's so funny, you guys. <laughs> He's so funny. He, he, tell, he says, Jericho, you still got some car paint on your forehead. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> car paint. <laughs> He said he brought up. Oh my gosh! So that he also yeah he's talking to Chris Jericho. Oh, you're just doing uh, Kevin Owens' dirty work. Watch out! Shit's real now, man. I like it a lot more when Roman Reigns is just serious and beats the shit out of people. Yep. Sasha Banks is backstage. She's losing her voice. Um, she's apparently six and a half feet tall now by, by the looks of how she was up with Charlie Caruso. She challenges uh, Charlotte to an Iron Man match. Hey, I'm cool with that. Roadblock into the line. Do you think this roadblock – well, I, we'll talk about this at the, at the end of the show. 
Rich Swan, TJ Perkins. This was fun stuff. It, Perkins had to work a little bit, like a little heelish, not like overly or anything. But like his like his dab seemed a little heelish in this match because the crowd liked Rich Swan better. Uh, Trina, how would you feel about a TJ Perkins heel run? Ooh, let's do it. I mean, I want to see the range because I mean the the issue with with me and TJ Perkins is I didn't feel like even though that this gimmick that he's been doing is pretty authentic. I mean, it seems like he's he lives he lives the gimmick. Uh, this is him. Um, I think it's pretty vanilla, pretty boring, uh, pretty cheesy and corny, if you ask me. And so I would like to see if he can pull off a heel run. Um, it would be very impressive to me if he could do something. You know, it could be something that that. Uh, he walks into and, and he does really well naturally. And that would be awesome. I'd love to see that. Alex, what chances are you giving Rich Swan in the rematch tomorrow night against Brian Kendrick? Also, how'd you feel about the match? Uh, I really, really enjoyed the match. Uh, it reminded me a lot of their fight they had in the CWC because they, they met, I think, second or third round. Uh, great match between the two of them. Uh, they told the story in that match, you know, back in July or whenever it was, uh, about how these two guys are old friends, and uh, TJ had to really do a lot to put away Rich Swan in that match. And at the end, he, he you could tell he was he was really sorry for all the things he had to do to make uh, Rich Swan finally submit. Uh, so I like that they have that history, and I feel like they could easily use that now up on the main roster, but they're not tapping into that at all. I like this match a lot. I love the finish where Perkins seemed to be in control and was going to go for a big move springboard and uh, just caught. I'm calling that the swan kick because I have no idea what it's called other than that, but it's a spinning back heel kick, and it looks great when Swan does it. So I'm just calling it a swan kick. Uh, that was great. Um, and I think that Swan wins tomorrow because I don't think they're going to hot shot the title right back onto Kendrick. Uh, I think that Swan is going to be the future uh, for a little bit. And I would love to see a TJ Perkins turn a little heelish and have a feud with, uh, with his old buddy, Rich Swan, uh, with Swan as a baby face. Maybe not all the way heel, but just like willing to do the stuff that he has to do to win uh, a little bit, a la Kendrick, the guy who he disparaged for doing that to him. That's a multi-layered story. And, you know, why not try and tell that? Brent in our YouTube says... <laughs> Heel C.J. Perkins will have Sega CD music. Clever. <laughs> Clever. Oh, man. <clears throat> um, Bailey versus Alicia Fox. Bailey wins this match. Glad to see Alicia on TV. Um, <laughs> uh, now, uh, did Alicia really scream I love him while beating Bailey about the head? That's what, that's what I heard. In the match that she was like, do you know that the, they they set this thing up in the pre-show apparently, where Bailey's got these Bailey bears, the little teddy bears that have Bailey shirts on them and headbands, and yeah. you know you can sell them on their WWE shop. So she comes across Cedric Alexander in the pre-show and hands him one, and Alicia Fox just goes nuts about it because she's you know got a thing for Cedric Alexander. So uh, during the match, she goes she goes right after Bailey and she's slapping the crap out of her. And I swear to God, I heard it, heard her say, I love him! I love him! And I was just like, this is just so ridiculous. Uh, I, I also, uh, I think it's really funny. Uh, I love Bailey, but it's kind of odd that the belly-to-belly the -belly is a transitional move for everyone else on the roster, including guys like Rhino and Big E, guys who, if they did it to you, it would really hurt. But when when Bell, when Bailey does it, it becomes a Bailey to belly. It's an instant KO. Uh, I'll say this: as someone, I've seen some shoot belly to belly suplexes in my day. If you're knocking somebody out with a belly to belly suplex, the way that she does it is the most effective way to do it. She lands on them. She puts her weight on them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A lot of people will throw them overhead, will toss them to the side, not put any weight down. And she does it the most effective way, uh, to her credit. Trina, do you see Alicia Fox getting back in the mix? You know what? I, I don't mind this. I don't mind this storyline. Um, you know, the way, if you look at the, the wrestling internets, like everybody's in love with Cedric Alexander right now. So it's, it's understandable. Um, and so I think you could do this sort of this storyline where she totally is in love with him and just misinterprets everything that people do towards him as, oh, you're stepping on my man and I'm going to beat you up. I don't think it's going to lead to like a, a Bailey Alicia Fox feud. I think it's going to be Alicia Fox versus everybody she perceives to be a threat, which I think that would be amazing. Um, and I think this match to me was a little sad because it was very indicative of the fact that they haven't really figured out how to use Bailey. Um, I mean, talk about her, her suplex, her belly to belly suplex. Like the whole thing just feels stale. Um, you know, somebody put it out there that this just feels like her run in NXT and nobody even, you know, is noticing at all on the, on the main roster. It's just a little, I don't know. It's a little disconcerting to see this. I mean, I like the Alicia stuff. Keep it going. I, I would like to see her, you know, just attack different people every week for, for misunderstanding uh, their overtures towards Cedric. So let's see that. But um, I'd like to see them do something really interesting with, with Bailey. Cause this, I don't know. It just feels sad. You know, we, we loved her in NXT. We all had big hopes for her. And, and now she's just, you know, kind of like in a filler match. I think she's in a holding pattern. I mean, there's this weird thing where WWE loves to coronate people. And fans love coronations of wrestlers. And then once those people get coronated, they're like, okay, who's next? Who can we coronate next? Who gets, who's going to win their first championship next? Uh, that's sort of come to a halt a little bit with, with – Charlotte and Sasha, but you know, you still have people bitching about it. The fact that these two girls are going and having a real violent feud and having really awesome matches and having segments that, you know, aren't the greatest, but aren't bad either. People are like, okay, what's next? Well, what's new? Well, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with the great matches? Uh, Bailey is a victim of that right now. She is in a holding pattern and, or maybe it's by design. Maybe it's by design to get the fans to want her to be the next coronated to the point to where they, they do that sort of uprising uh, via the crowd, and she gets that moment. But uh, I could see it being a while before she gets it because she is the type of character that you would want to milk that for all it's worth, in my opinion. Oh, Mark Henry, Titus O'Neil. Um, Mark Henry beats Titus. World's Strongest Slam. Good. Cool. One move. Hey, you know what, Alex? Let's not complain because the no. – Post-show presser is going to be awesome. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> the The thing that it was, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, uh, there was the tale uh, of the tape where they were treating these things as, as though it was a legit fight, like a boxing match, the tussle in Texas. They kept calling it. It's like, it's like the rumble in the jungle or the thrill in Manila. It's the t- tussle in Texas. And there was the thing earlier that came out after the Goldberg and uh, Lesnar fight that they wanted to have more matches would be called like an MMA fight and that would have <laughs> unpredictable quick finishes. And if, if this is what they're going with, I guess they're starting off slow. But uh, I love Mark Henry, and I want him to do more than just, you know, yeah. beat, a, beat a guy in, in one move. I want him to have a storyline. I want him to, you know, be, cons- be, be taken seriously again. Um, I, I would love to see him crush people that don't matter, go into the Royal Rumble, say, this, I know my time is limited. I know my time is up. I want to win this Royal Rumble and get my WrestleMania moment. He doesn't do that. He doesn't succeed, but then he wins the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That's what I wanted last year. It didn't happen. Yep. Uh, Trina, any thoughts about Mark Henry move, moving forward? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think everybody... Mark Henry has a lot of goodwill. So there's, there are a lot of people out there rooting for him, and they'd, they'd love to see another run. Um, and I actually thought the storytelling here was brilliant, uh, building up this match as like tussle in Texas, something huge, and then it's one move and done. And again, I think this is the, um, this is the continuation of poor uh, Titus Young's, you know, like his... Or, uh, Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil's. <laughs> I'm sorry. Titus O'Neil's like me. I've Cole. said it a million like, times. I know. I feel, I, well, I feel like he just, he is still paying for that little arm touch, you know, like he just is, is paying for it over and over and over again. And he's just going to keep getting squashed like this. And 
you know, I don't know. I, every time I see him, I'm like, yeah, that was kind of perfect. One move squash. Perfect. I liked it. Ryback said that Vince McMahon used to tackle people backstage <laughs> and that Titus just took it too far. Oh, well, um, Sheamus and Cesaro versus Gallows and Anderson in a number one contendership match. Because these guys haven't had enough title shots, uh, that's how I feel. Either way, it breaks down. And the, the subsequent brawl that happened with New Day at ringside was pretty cool because Kofi did the Tope Con Hilo. Cesaro, <laughs> we're not playing that shit. So much so that they powerbombed him into the rest of New Day. Nobody was announced as the winner, so you got to believe that like, there, there have to be some big odds that New Day are going to overcome. Otherwise, I mean, they're going to tie the record. If they, I think they tie the record next Tuesday. Trina, yeah, they- I'll ask you this. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me get to Trina first. Yeah. Trina, do you think they break the record? Let me as okay as a fan personally, I actually really want them to um, because I think yeah. they're important. I think in the history of WWE and like I said, I've said this before um, when they're doing their speeches in the Hall of Fame and you know 15, 20 years or whatever. I think we need to look back at their entire history and what they did during their run as the champions. And so I do think that they they overtake the um, the time and they go and and do more stuff. I mean, you know, sometimes they get really. Uh, stale on us every once in a while you know there's overexposure and then you know sometimes they do something too corny and then we're like oh they jumped the shark people say that every other week um but again like i said when we look back on their legacy and what they did uh we're going to look at it as a whole and look at it as a brilliant run alex well they they announced that uh next week will be a triple threat between new day Sheamus and cesaro and gallows and anderson uh, Alex, Am I not here? Do you not hear me? I'm speaking. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I, I got you back. All right. There we go. Uh, yeah, I was just saying that they uh, they said that the New Day is going to defend in a triple threat next week. So uh, I guess if they're going to tie the record, they got to do it uh, in grand fashion. So I'm I'm down for that. Um, I like Seamus and Cesaro versus Gallows and Anderson. A bunch of big hosses hitting each other as hard as they can. That's good. That's good Good stuff. It's, it's the kind of matches that Gallows and Anderson need to get over, for right. sure. Right. Uh, I think that if eventually Seamus and Cesaro uh, take the titles and then defend them against New Day and then New Day is involved in something else, maybe they're feuding with each other or something, I think that Gallows and Anderson and Seamus and Cesaro can have a cool little program uh, for the titles. Uh, Demolition also uh, gave their blessing to New Day this week in an interview with Bill After to break that record. So that's that's worth noting as well. So it looks like we'll have that's what we got for next Monday. Cool, glad glad they're pushing something. Roman Reigns versus Chris Jericho, back and forth match. Kevin Owens comes out, interferes, almost gets Chris Jericho the title. Jericho's not happy with it. Tells uh, Owens to piss off, turned around, ends up getting speared. Reigns wins. I kind of thought that they were going to take the title off of Reigns here just to have the title off of Reigns here going into this title match. Uh, Trina, what, what were you looking for? Yeah, I was actually looking for the same thing. I wanted something a little more interesting here. I, I thought the whole the whole beginning of the show, the storyline was fantastic. I think the um, with Seth and KO and then pulling Jericho in, the whole thing was really interesting to me. There were a lot of teases. You know, I was hoping maybe this was a shield thing or, or what, but um, you know, I, I don't like Jericho as just the sourpuss. Um, I want him to see him proactive. And so it would have been nice to see him maybe get the belt and then shove it in Kevin Owens's face and be like, look, I have a belt too. And you know, who knows? Uh, that would have been a great, that would have been a great ending, but they leave it on reins, um, and we'll see what they do next week. I, I want them to do something interesting with this. If they're going to break KO and Jericho up, let's let's draw it out. Let's make it a messy, messy breakup um, that will like destroy both sides and be entertaining for all. Alex, your thoughts on Reigns Jericho and the situation involving Jericho? Um, the the match the match was fine. Uh, I bought it. Hook, line, and sinker when Owens ran in after being told expressly not to run in. 
super kicks Reigns uh, while Reigns is down on the ropes right into a code breaker. I bought that near false. I stood up because I thought they were going to do it. I was so excited because I thought there were so many things they could do with Jericho as U.S. title holder uh, and rooting for for Reigns to then beat Owens to become universal title holder, all these things they could do. Uh, and nope, nope, Roman wins. So uh, um, I, um, I loved, as hard as it was to watch, it was so brutal to watch KO and, and Jericho break up right there on the ring. And you watch Owen's heart break and he just dejected, like walks back up the ramp with his tail between his legs. Uh, I really thought those two were going to make it. And, and now, you know, what is life? If, if those two kids can't make it in this crazy workaday world, what <laughs> hope is there for the rest of us? They will. They will. They will. Mark my words. They will. At least for the interim. Main event segment, Charlotte in the ring to apologize to her dad, I guess, reads the headline of the segment on Fightful.com. By the way, guys, Fightful.com, live coverage of every wrestling show, every major MMA show, all your news, exclusives, interviews, stuff like that. Head over to Fightful.com. Share it on Twitter, Facebook. Facebook groups, Reddit, uh, let people know about Fightful.com. Maybe they, they know me from a different site and they haven't crossed over yet. Let people know about it. You can tag your friends on Discuss, our boards there. We do live viewing parties and live coverage for all the major shows. So please check out Fightful.com. Charlotte says that the biggest mistake of her life was six months ago when she kicked Ric Flair to the curb. The crowd... As you mentioned, Alex, erupts in what chances pissed me off so bad because I thought Charlotte was fantastic in this. It was some of her best work on the mic that, I, that I've seen. She's come a long way. Like She had this, the same delivery for a long time. But that's not necessarily bad because the crowd hated it and it got her kind of worked at, from a heel perspective. Uh, she said that it was hard to lose her title in her hometown last week, but it was harder to watch her dad come down to the ring and raise Sasha's hand. Rick comes out, and <laughs> Alex said he shambles down to the ring. Charlotte <laughs> is smiling. Rick's not smiling. And Charlotte smacks the living piss out of Rick's face. Just, man, hell of a slap. Hell of a slap. I'm talking early 2000s, Stephanie McMahon quality slap. That's what we got here. Uh, she raises hell, says, how dare you? I'm your daughter, not her. Sasha runs down to the ring. And Charlotte beats the hell out of Sasha, too. Uh, Sasha gets thrown face first into the ring post. Uh, drags her, and Charlotte drags her over to Rick, leaves her there. That closes the show. I love this feud. I love so much about it. It's fantastic. I, I hate that we live in such a cynical kind of wrestling society where people are like, oh, this again, this again. It's been good in my opinion. You know, it's all, I always say it's all subjective, but I've really liked this, Alex. But uh, how do you feel? I don't know what more you could want. I mean, just just from the match quality between the two of them, uh, you know, like it'd be one thing if you had them do this feud forever and the matches weren't great. But they're outstanding. They're uniformly outstanding and somehow get better and better. Uh, if, if, if one match isn't better than the last, there's a spot in that next match that rivals anything from the match before it. I mean, it's, there's, there's great, great work between the two of them. Now they're pushing it into an Iron Man match, although I really do think they should just call it the Iron Woman match because uh, that was something that, that, that they... Uh, something else that was interesting is that Sasha and Bailey had an Iron Woman match in NXT uh, last year, and I'm waiting to see if they make any mention of that because uh, Sasha did say it's going to be a first again, an Iron Man match. And I'm like, well, I mean, I guess NXT was the first. This is the first one on the main roster. Uh, but I'm interested to see if if Bailey says, hey, you know what? Um, I beat you in that match uh, 
last year. So if you need any pointers, I'm here to help, uh, buddy. And Sasha being really not, not there for that, uh, not having any of it, um, that would be an interesting little wrinkle. But I'm, I'm really interested in this whole thing going forward. Um, I don't know what I expected uh, Sasha to do once Rick got down to the ring. Uh, she hugged him first and then slapped him. Uh, I guess I always should have expected that, but it was just such an odd thing to do, uh, to have this be the main event that I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. And when it happened, I was like, okay, well, uh, this certainly keeps this whole feud going. Uh, it's got to keep, you got to keep the heat on it. And this thing's white hot right now. Trina, this feud, uh, too much, not enough, just enough. Uh, how do you feel? It's amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm so for what they're doing with Charlotte and her growth over the last year. I mean, when I, when I was podcasting about her earlier in the year, I was just, I wanted to see her as, as a badass, be, you know, the queen bitch pretty much. And she's fully evolved into that. You know, at first when, when she was developing, I saw a lot of her father's tactics and mannerisms and stuff in, in her wrestling and in her promos. And she's taken it to the point now where she's her own thing. Um, and so, you know, back in the day, this is exactly what uh, a flair promo would be like. It would end the show. Um, it would be him baiting somebody to the ring uh, and then turning it on them. And, and, and it, but the difference is, is that Charlotte is doing it by herself. Uh, they did have the Dana Brooke aspect, but now that they're going to go into this Iron Man match, uh, I feel like we're, we have a fully formed Charlotte on her own um, going and, and taking over. And I really, really love it. And I mean, the last segment to me to have them end the show just really uh, told me that WWE is behind her and they're behind what she's doing. And what she's doing is amazing work. We're going to get to some questions here before we uh, before I have Trina and Alex talk a little House of Hardcore. Uh, as always, guys, head over to Fightful.com to our podcast page. You can submit the questions on the Discuss forums or, as always, on the Fightful.com forums. Uh, we're always answering questions there. Jimmy Van, the, the owner of the website, did a show with me on Friday from Toronto where we answered a bunch of questions. We'll do that again soon. I will be out this weekend, so... Won't be able to do that. I also I will be in the, at the uh, Royal Rumble and NXT Takeover in San Antonio in January. So let me know if you're around for that, guys. Somebody says with Samoa Joe not recording this month, do you see him debuting next Monday, Tuesday? Uh, Samoa Joe is quite possibly going to win that title back in Australia. I think. Uh, thoughts on the Bullet Club possibly debuting a new member on December 10th? When they hype that, they usually deliver pretty well. I mean, the, the Young Bucks teased it earlier this year, and it was freaking Adam Cole. So uh, I get the feeling it'll probably, probably be pretty good. Or it could be Jeff Jarrett again. <laughs> Trina, your thoughts? Whew. Um, okay, if you're looking at the chat, everybody thinks it's Cody Rhodes. Um, and that would be a huge, that would, that would be insane. So I, I don't heel, know. He'll turn at final battle was real good. Yes, it was excellent. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I'd love to see that. That would be, that would be such an unexpected way for, for Cody to end the year. Um, seeing as the way it started and the list and all this too, he never had bullet club on the list. So let's, you know, this is amazing to me. If this is really true, I'd love it. Um, I'm sort of freaking out already about it. <laughs> I don't even know if it's true. <laughs> Do we think they do a women's Royal Rumble? I hope they do, even if it's just a 15-woman Rumble. I think or they could be saving that for down the line because pretty soon they're going to run out of firsts. But, um, Alex, what do, you, what do you think? Uh, I'm all for any kind of firsts when it comes to these women because uh, now they're really treating them as equal parts of the roster. Uh, uh, apparently, we're getting Mickey James to come back. So that's good to have that bridge between the old and, and the new. I think that she can teach a lot of these younger girls a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, first women's Royal Rumble, first women's ladder match, first women's money in the bank match. Let's, mm -hmm. let's do all these things. I'm, I'm down for all of it. Uh, I think, I think it would, there's a really cool stories they could tell in a women's over-the-top battle royal. You know, I mean, even if it's not the Rumble, something like that, where Nia Jax just throws at everybody and then everybody's got to gang up to get Nia Jax out. You know, can anybody get Nia Jax over the top rope? There's a lot of cool stuff they could do. You know, um, I'm, I'm down for it. I want to see more of it. 
Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to this house of hardcore question next, but there's a, a, a thing on our forum that I wanted to bring up. And I think this is beautiful, actually. <laughs> somebody says, w, they have an idea for Ms. Brian. Uh, and somebody says that maybe uh, Jason Solomon had pitched this on his podcast a while back. But um, the person says, WWE should announce Miz versus Brian at Mania. Uh, and they don't get physical until the match. The bell rings, Miz goes over to the apron, kisses Maurice, turns right around into a flying knee for a one, two, three, and Brian wins in 18 seconds. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's amazing. Or, or as soon as he turns around, he gets put in the yes lock and has to tap out. I would like that. As always, guys, uh, go go submit questions. Anything on our forums. We have entertainment, TV game or TV, video games, action figures. You all can talk about anything over there. Old, old school wrestling. Now, here's one I have for both of you all. Was the cage at House of Hardcore as bad as Alex? <laughs> it took them 45 minutes and like 25 people to try to put this thing together. Um, and it wasn't even really put together by the time they started the match. I think there was like, uh, like hair ties or whatever they used. I mean, who knows? Like they didn't use what they were supposed to be using to put this thing together. And uh, we were all, Alex and I were both terrified that the, the cage was going to collapse onto the crowd. Yeah. No, it, whatever I said it was, it was worse. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they, they were holding that thing together with bungee cords and bondo and bailing twine, and I have no idea. Uh, yeah, it was not it was not the right kind of thing to do. Luckily, the the match was between Al Snow and his partner, and Abyss and his partner. The partners were just two rando dudes who like do a YouTube thing. Uh, so there were no there not going to be any high spots off the top of the cage in that match. Thank God. Uh, but uh, there were a couple of times where Abyss got whipped into the uh, turnbuckles and the whole thing just shuddered back and forth. Like it, was like, it was in a hurricane. And I was just like, nah, 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 I'm so glad I'm in the fifth row, not the first. Uh, Alex, but, uh, I do a YouTube thing and I would absolutely love to jump off of a cage onto Abyss. <laughs> these, two, these two guys would not. One guy was, it, was tall, but very was 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 kind of rotund. The other was guy it, was wearing... Was it, Damian, like, was it Damian Nelson and David Hero? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. yeah, I know who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was. It was a yeah. They well ain't jumping off the cage. It was a well worked <laughs> match. Uh, you know, that was the match uh, where Sandman made his appearance to uh, to save uh, the good guys from like a four on one beatdown. Um, but he he appeared at the top in this balcony and then drank like a six pack of beers. And then, like, he made his way down to the ring, and it took him, like, 15 minutes to get there. Meanwhile, the good guys are still getting stomped in the ring. <laughs> like, the urgent run-in ever. It was so much fun. Uh, but he was, like, he was pouring beers into dudes' mouths who were standing yeah. underneath him as he was standing on railings. It was nuts. Uh, the whole thing was just nuts. Trina, what did you yeah. think of – I heard Hardcore Holly impressed. Yeah, well, I mean, it helped that he was working with Sammy Callahan, who's one of my favorites. And I I think the two of them just put on a really hard hitting match. Um, You know, I'm a huge fan of Sammy. So anytime he's wrestling, I'm I'm always cheering for him. And, um, you know, Bob Holly, just he looks he's like he's like 25 in the body. And then like 50-ish in the head. And so it's, it's just so weird. You know, like he looks amazing. Uh, and he, he really put on a really hard-hitting match with Sammy. And, and he did impress me. I really, you know, I haven't seen him wrestle in a really long time. This is the first time that I've seen him in an indie show. I know that he does work a lot of indies. Um, and I'm surprised that they, they put him against Sammy because Sammy is so physical um, in his matches. And so, yeah, definitely impressed me. I thought it was fantastic to see him, you know, at what, like 49 or 50, maybe 47, I think. Um, still doing matches like that. That's I, I have a lot of respect for somebody that age who took who spent as much time on the road with the WWE and has taken all the bumps that he has coming into a place like House of Hardcore with a very important show to them. It was, I think, their first on Flow Slam. And doing that type of match and working that type of style in such an important role. Uh, Alex, this was your first live wrestling event ever. I want to know your impressions on live wrestling. Uh, it's, it's a different animal entirely. Uh, there's, there was so much, I mean, and I, again, 
I, I've seen lots of videos of live events, not televised ones. Uh, uh, this one was televised, but still felt very much like those live events playing to the crowd and whatnot. Uh, the former Bull Dempsey, now Bull James, came out wearing it's huge. A, yeah, uh, wearing a Wisconsin um, cheese head, the Green Bay Packers headgear that people did he wear eat it uh no no it's made out of foam but he he uh he did Did he eat it <laughs> he didn't eat it he didn't eat it uh he he pedigreed kevin thorne onto it jesus mm-hmm. uh so jesus. so that, that's that's the kind of caliber thing you were looking at uh another one uh matt striker uh had a match with a guy on a on a hoverboard uh <laughs> there was there was a twerk off involved in there uh yeah yeah, it was it was it was nuts, uh, but it was all wrapped around two excellent wrestling matches. So you could get a lot of the comedy in there and a lot of like the fan service. But I'll keep saying it until I'm dead. Uh, niece and Matt Cross like killed it. They were so great in there together, and Callahan and uh, and Hardcore Holly were great too. Like really great. Uh, everything else was you know just again a lot of stupid fun. But hey, you know fun is fun. <laughs> Hey, guys, go check out our weekend podcast. I had to re-upload the TLC show. That's why there's like half the views there should be. It's up. Uh, Showdown Joe and I covered the tough finale and Ring of Honor final battle before that. Also, Most Ridiculous with Anna Bauer. It's up. Go check that out. I know some of you all missed that. It's on Sunday. Some of you all are in and out of the house. But it's up. Check it out. It's hilarious as always. Share that video. Let people know about it. I think it's something that uh, we can make fun and maybe expand upon if, if you all like it enough. Trina, anything to tell the people before we go? Where can they follow you? Oh, I'm at the Marky Smart on Twitter, and you can find uh, most of my stuff at lastmarkstanding.com. And at literally any independent show you go to. <laughs> exactly. You will be there. <laughs> Alex. Uh, so, I, am at, tell I, am, I am at Pawlowski the fourth on Twitter, P-A-W-L-O-W-S-K-I-T-H-E, the numeral four, TH, uh, writing all week at, at uh, Fightful.com. Um, and uh, looking forward to another week of high-flying wrestling action. <laughs> follow me at Sean Ross Sapp on Twitter. Uh, follow us at Fightful Online on Twitter and Facebook. Please do that, guys, if you haven't already. Following us on Twitter really helps. It really helps. Also, head over to freshcleantees.com, you guys. I can't properly express the amount of fresh that these tees are. They are magnificent. They are soft. They feel phenomenal. They're not going to go out of style. Like, they don't have some some dumbass skeleton with angel's wings popping out of it, flopping around. You don't got, like... You don't got, like, Roman Reigns' face there, like, suffering succotash. It's a shirt. It's a high-quality shirt. That if you were to, you know, go to the mall and you were to feel that fabric, you'd look at the price tag and it'd be like $35. Not at freshcleantees.com. Not when you use the code FIGHTFUL and save 20%. Somebody says, Sean, what happened to Onnit? I'll tell you what happened to Onnit. They make supplements that are preferred by WWE and UFC stars, and you should click that Onnit link on our podcast page. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe I, f- I, I didn't forget. It's just I can pitch what I want on the show. Uh, Sean. Somebody says, screw on it. We got fresh, te- clean teas. You know what? Uh, if you take that on it, you'll look a hell of a lot better in your flat, fresh, clean teas. What, Alex? Sean, what were you saying? Uh, Sean, would you say of fresh, clean teas that their freshness is rivaled only by their cleanliness? <laughs> yeah. I, I would say that's a – Yeah. I think that's pretty accurate, honestly. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think of something to add upon that, but, you know, I, I, that's it, guys. That's it. We're done for the night. Alex, you're the showstopper, literally. Congratulations. <laughs> guys, <I> do <laughs> we're out. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.